What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly movie podcast for films that have been rebooted, remade, sequelized, and are otherwise not new. As always, I'm your host, Blake Schultz, and with me today is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And this week, we are getting into the next in a long line of attempts to adapt a video game into a movie, <laughs> and the first I, unobjectively successful attempt both by box office and Rotten Tomatoes. By personal opinion can vary and all right. that jazz, but yeah. this is probably the first time unanimously it's at least on the right track. Correct. And a solid move. Yeah. People aren't mad. The internet's not exploding. Yeah. They didn't play Gangster's Paradise on the trailer. <laughs> uh, so Pikachu looks like Pikachu. Yes. Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, <laughs> both a spinoff of the mainline Pokemon series and an adaptation of a of, of slightly rare 3DS game, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, <laughs> yeah. which I think is great. <laughs> well, let's get... So before we get into this, because yeah. I do think one important thing with this specific franchise is to talk about whether or not you were into it as a kid. Fandom, yeah. And, I, and what it almost means. Correct, and where I think it was. that's a huge... I've noticed from the people that I've talked to who go on one side or the other, that that's a huge deciding factor of how they feel about this movie. Um, so I'll start with mine. <laughs> Please do. I have, I would say, zero level of knowledge of Pokemon. No, maybe one. I am aware of what four characters look like. Like, I know I know who Pikachu, uh, Squirtle, uh, Mewtwo, and Charizard. I know what they look like. I don't know what their powers are, and I'm aware of what the ball looks like. Don't know quite know what it does, and I know that their purpose is to train them and fight. That is my baseline. That is all I know about Pokemon. That's I mean, that's it. definitely the elevator pitch. <laughs> so you see, Terrence, Pokemon was created because the creator would collect insects, and he wanted to make that into a game. This is a real thing, actually. Okay. I'm just being facetious. Got it. But it is a true thing. The creator of Pokemon collected insects as a kid in his garden and was tasked with making a game and wanted to bring that joy forward. Okay. Uh in, uh, was it, I always get the years mixed up because it was like 89 in Japan and then like 93 or 94 in America. Yeah. Um, which tracks, which is why I kind of missed the window for this because 94, 95, I was entering high school. So I yeah. just missed this. I was, Power Rangers was still the biggest thing for me and I was kind of bleeding off. And Did you play Game Boy at all? I had Game Gear. I'd never had a Game Boy. Shoot. I know. I'm like one of those weird guys. Yeah, like, I, never no, I mean, a, I also had a Game Gear. But, but I, I did mean, not own on. a Game Boy. Yeah, no. That's uh, another big part of it. Because correct. like both the Game Boy and Pokemon were just revolutions in yeah. the 90s. And the Game Boy, up until the PS2 came out, was the highest selling video game system ever. It was. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't. A Nintendo. I had every Nintendo product but the Game Boy. I just never got on that 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 window. But I do. I am cognizant of that is where. I mean, I've seen the color schemes of all the Game Boy Blue, Game Boy Red. Like, yeah. I know how big that is for that. Because I think if you were a Game Boy kid, you synonymously become a Pokemon Correct. person because right. Pokemon was by no means the first game, but it's definitely what brought back the link cable 100%. and made that relevant. And yeah. <clears throat> the whole, I mean, I mean, I can talk about the history of Pokemon yeah. and, and everything about it forever. That's not what my own question was. I love Pokemon. Okay. This was, I don't even remember how I originally got into it. I think it was just what the kids were doing. Right, right. Right. I was in fourth grade. I would watch the anime in the morning having breakfast and then I would go to school and I would, I got Pokemon Red on Easter, and I was so excited. Okay. And everybody I played baseball with played it. And it became 
this huge like bonding activity and it's how you made friends and you'd bring a cable and Mm. what do you have and it was also one of the first video games that had almost a probably one of the last games that was a little bit pre what the internet is now and you could still kind of trick people Uh, okay so there was a lot of well my friend got mew and he did it by going to viridian city and near the ssn if you surf there's a truck. You have no bearing of this. The SSN Great. is a boat. It's in the third city of the game, and okay. you would get on it and go. Got it. You would get the HM, which is a move you could learn that would interact outside the world. So okay. a Pokemon could fly you to a city. That's how they did fast travel. It would cut down trees. It was basically the lock and key mechanism to open up other parts of the world. Got it. Like the ice beam in Metroid or the hookshot in Zelda. Zelda, yeah. There was a way, if you traded with me, and I got Surf into my game earlier... And then skipped that badge. I could go near that boat and surf. And there was this little island that just had a truck on it, which is the only car sprite in the entire game. It's the only thing that looks like that. Gotcha. And it became a phenomenon of a mystery. Gotcha. That's where you get Mew. It's how you do this. So it spiraled into that. I was also a big card collector. Baseball cards, basketball cards, Star Wars, TCG, and the Pokemon cards... It became how I would like bond with my dad. Okay. It would become how I bonded with my uncle, other kids. I'd collect these cards. It, it entrapped me in every part of what I was doing. My mom called me out of school to see Pokemon, the first movie. It, this franchise goes so far beyond just like something that I like mm-hmm. into this just deep-rooted, probably more than even Star Wars or Spider-Man, where it is just like, this was how I made friends and how I talked to people and played with my dad and and got people into the things I'm into. If you are into Pokemon, I could now bridge the gap and bring you into like, well, come over and play Mario Party. You like Pokemon, it's a video game. This is how I'm going to get you into JRPGs and Magic the Gathering and... It also was that like weird thing. It was still small enough too that where you were still kind of alone in it. Correct. Because unlike how we've talked about how the nerd culture has grown up, at that point, that was still, there was a small segment of you like, this is ours. You kind of right. like, we own this and it's not blown up to everybody else. Like, we're all in this now. And like, it is also now generational. Like, Pokemon Go came out and my dad like, had surgery. And when yeah. I was home visiting him, we would walk with Pokemon Go because right. he had to walk for this recovery. And he was like, yeah, this is what I do. I just go on walks and I catch these Pokemon. Yeah. It's great. And I was like, that's amazing. It's how you now bond with the younger generation. Correct. When I worked at GameStop, it was the bridge into this. So this movie yeah. is incredible <laughs> that, it, that it even exists. Correct. Far be it from anything else. This was a, a feat to tackle, I think. And we'll get into the actual adaptation of it. But uh, yeah. So there, I think for the listeners, you have somebody who has no bearing for Pokemon. <laughs> and you have me, who a huge Gen 1, Gen 2. I can do a little bit of Gen 3, and then you've lost me. Gotcha. I recognize them. I still play the games. I just played Let's Go Pikachu. I did Ultra Sun and Moon before that. I will play the next one on the Switch. But there are now a thousand of these things. Mm-hmm. I could have rattled off 151. I could get up to 250 and get Celebi and Silver. Then I was out. Like, <laughs> so it, it is interesting watching this movie to me and be like, there are my friends and also these new things that yeah. I'm not sure about. Uh, so that being said, with that, that being, barrier. Yes. How did you feel about the movie? <laughs> oh, wow. Have they made a fan out of you? They did not. Um, sort of, let me say this. I did not hate this film. I think it, because it's it's too well done to be a movie that is like, oh, this is trash. They 
do take a lot of, there are a lot of inside baseball moments and inside baseball jokes that as a person who is not familiar with anything Pokemon related, that I don't think the story, the comedy, or some of the action beats work well enough to get me involved. Like, I think some of the stuff is so inside that I'm just like, ah, the rest of the stuff isn't working well enough. Or they don't lean into it enough. Like, they try to go L.A. Noir, but they don't go all the way into it. It kind of just comes back. Like, that's a moment. We're going to drop out of that. The comedy for me in this, I like Ryan Reynolds, but there's nothing in this that I will remember as I left the theater as a comedy fan strictly on the film because I'm not going in with the Pokemon stuff. I'm just going in as a movie based. I right. don't, nothing works for me. So there's a lot of moments because there's a, there's a moment that I was just like, oh, this just movies isn't for me when uh, Pikachu, I guess, is singing a theme song that has existed That's in Pokemon. That's the theme song yeah. of the anime, yes. Nothing landed for me. And like the, some of the audience members, you could tell specifically in my audience who was a Pokemon fan and who wasn't because some were laughing and some were like, I don't understand what's happening. That was a weird moment for me, similar to uh, when Solo used the Imperial March right. as like a propaganda yeah, yeah. song. This just exists in the in world. In the world? Like, this is, a, this is are, are you aware Should I now of your buy right. that this anime exists and in is Ash and Misty and Brock fictional characters in your universe yeah. as well? Or am I just overanalyzing this fan service <laughs> right. moment? Because I did laugh and liked it, but then that part of my brain flipped on and was like, wait a minute. Right, because m- me, again, it, since... I don't have the history. I was like, oh, I'm not laughing at this. But then I'm like, wait, this isn't introduced in this world as being a moment. That's a very, like, 80s video game adaptation move where Super right. Mario Brothers is in the background yeah. play, being played. Spider-Man does that a lot, too, where they play the animated, they play the th- animation theme throughout all their movies. They're like, oh, I'm just going to put this over in the background. You're not quite Yeah, they always have this Spider-Man yeah. song. Yeah, it's it's a very old fan service thing to do yeah. that I don't think we really need much mm-hmm. more anymore of. And there were moments like that that happened throughout, like or like, They'll just explain, not even really explain, they'll just say that this character does this or this character has that part. So my brain's like, I guess I'm supposed to accept that? Yeah, I think they want you to just run with a yeah. lot of it. And a, and a lot of that doesn't work because I don't think any one thing is fleshed out or works 100% in this movie. Um, and so I, will, I can definitely admit that this is probably the best, vid, not probably, this is definitely the best video game adaptation that we've gotten so far out of all the video game films. Yeah. But I also still don't think this is really, for a non-Pokemon fan, a good movie. I saw somebody tweet that this was the Iron Man of video game movies, and I disagree. This is the Blade or X-Men of it. Okay. This is us being like, we got it. Right. It's good enough. Yeah. They're not wearing their costumes. Yes. Because we don't quite trust it yet. Right. But we made a serviceable film. (laughs) Right. And now it's laid out. Yeah. Yeah. I think In that's, theory, that you mean Sonic should be the Spider-Man of these, and he won't be. Yeah. At all. <laughs> I don't think. I, I could be wrong. Like, when I left, left, because I don't remember much about this film, and I saw it at 10 a.m. today, but I definitely well, feel... that's not it, good. Yeah, that's not good. But I definitely feel like this movie tries to be the lighter or cho- more children version of what Who Framed Roger Rabbit was. Oh, that's definitely what it's going for. And, I, and it doesn't quite work for me. Well, that was... Kind of my only issue with it, and then I'll tell you all the things I loved, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> was every now and then the story, which is very simple, became very, very com- simple. Yeah, it came, yeah. 
And I, I kind of like almost in every noir detective story, you're like, all right, well, let's get going. Right. Like, let's get where yeah. we're let's get. And then when we got where we were and going, we, I was like, what an interesting mm-hmm. idea. Correct. What a great. It's a great payoff. They do something with the villain that I won't spoil, but makes so much sense in the context of what Pokemon's about with the idea of evolution. I agree. That they've never done in any yeah. of the games or the anime. I was intrigued by that. Or concept. the animated movies. And, yeah. and I just remember feeling, uh, of course. <laughs> right. This is 100% what we would be trying to do. Yeah. Why wouldn't you try to be doing this? Oh, and, and that was great. Um, I loved, so the, the theme song moment for fans is like a good thumbs up. There's a much better moment for fans mm-hmm. that's right away in the movie that I thought was brilliant that I'm sure you didn't know at all. And it's when he's catching the Cubone. Yes. And whether you may or may not know, some of these Pokemon, when you catch them, when you catch them in the game, your Pokedex opens and you get a little bio about them. It's like a tweet about the Pokemon. Got it. Some of them are dark. (laughs) Okay. I mean, like they've made some, I think it's called Yamask. That's like, it's this creepy anime mask face and then just a ghost body. And it's like, oh, this is somebody who died the same time a Pokemon died. Their spirits mixed. And now it's a Pokemon with this dead human face. Gotcha. And you're like, well, that's, that's Nuts. pretty insane. Some of them are like, and then this one breaks into children's bedrooms and eats their dreams and leaves. Okay. Cubone is called the lonely Pokemon. Which I kind of got from that, yeah. And his original Pokemon Red bio is that he's wearing the skull of his dead they mother. They said that, and I was like, oh, am I supposed to know that? And I immediately, when he was like, this is the perfect Pokemon for you, was like, his mom's dead and he's a loner. Got it. Gotcha. And I loved that. I loved having so that inside having baseball. Inside baseball knowledge, you were able to get context about the lead character that I, who was not in there, did not get, but without having to spell it all the way out. And for they, you. yeah, and they give that to you later. They do. We see the but photos you got of it. the you mom. It earlier yeah, than I did. we know yeah. he's kind of a loner. That's but that, smart. I like that. And that I liked. Yeah. That I appreciated because that even gets into kind of the idea of bonding with your Pokemon Correct. that the anime really leans into and the game leans into because otherwise it's just fighting. Correct. Uh, Because if if I'm correct with Pokemon, and they kind of get that in the film, they basically, both of them have to agree with each other to be a mate or a match? Yes. Yes and no. Okay. They've they've done it a few different ways where, you know, the wand chooses the wizard. Right. And I think that's much more of your starter. Because then when you can battle, you are, in the game, you run to a wild Pokemon, you throw out yours, you bring it down to... The, you know, the inch of fainting. Right. And then you throw a ball at it and it's yours. Collecting. Got it. And now they'll do a lot of, it won't listen to you yet. Maybe it's, you caught a Charizard. So you and to break them, break them in. The way they do it in the game is you get the badges. Got it. And they're like, oh, once you get this okay. badge, these Pokemon will respect you. Got it. They know you're a good trainer. Gotcha. It's almost the, like proof of purchase, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the anime with Ash's Pikachu, He's just a, a little shit <laughs> and just hates Ash until he knows that Ash is a good person. And they do that in the anime by having him. He's not listening. He's not listening. He's not listening. Okay. And then Pikachu like wanders off on his own and it's raining and he gets attacked by all these birds and he's like, <laughs> like bleeding and scarred. And Ash like picks him up and gets like attacked by the birds too, but like shelters his Pikachu okay. and like brings it to a hospital. And after that, the Pikachu is like, oh, you're a good guy. Got it. And you're not going to make me sit in the ball and we're going to be friends. And part of it is supposed to be, Professor Oak says, like, the bond between human and Pokemon. We're supposed to be cohabitating. You should like us and we should like them. And right. this isn't a, a class thing. These are, like, smarter than animals. Right. And, and 
And I think, you know, the way the movie frames it up is that like, like anything, there's going to be a sports and it's Pokemon mm-hmm. training and nothing bad is happening. I can see where if you don't know the context of the games, I've had a lot of people who are, who are like, it's, it's dog fighting. Yeah. It's dog fighting. And it's hard to be like, no, it's about friendship. <laughs> but it's like, like, oh, I can see how you got there. Yeah. But it's like, it, it is. Yeah. But it, yeah, no, it, it's a weird gray area because they made a video game before right. anything else, Correct. right? So the video game needs it's mechanics. Very base level, right, does A to B, where right. you know, once you start doing stories, you're like, oh, we need to work around this. It's one of the bigger challenges in adapting video games. Right. There's a lot of things, even if they're story based or the core of the game is a game mechanic. Mm-hmm. Even Sonic the Hedgehog is a response to Mario. Right. He's slow. We're going to make ours fast. fast. Right. So now the movie is burdened with like, he's the <laughs> flash. <Right. laughs> like, he runs really quickly. Or some of these worlds are just, you don't really ask when you're nine, you don't yeah. ask these questions. They give you a fun pet and you right. go on your adventure with your pet and you learn about yourself and about the Pokemon and about the world and who you are and what kind of trainer you'll be. And, you know, some of the gym leaders are, well, you know, I was a veteran in the war with my Raichu, so we're hard. And then you get to the grass trainer who's like a Buddhist and meditative and doesn't really want to fight, but is like, well, we have to do it. it. And they almost try in the anime to make each gym thematically about something, mm-hmm. which is something the, the games don't do. You just show up and fight the type. Okay. But they almost try to really define, like, what's well, a rock type? It's about defense. You, sh- you as a trainer, you as a person need to have a good defense and keep some things close to the chest and so not just let everybody in. But then later you'll meet the gym leader who's like, well, you have to be open to experiences. And, the, you have to, and then when you have all of them, you right. have all of your morals and lessons okay. and you can go out into the world and fight with your dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I loved the movie, circling kind of back to that. My, my general impressions of it really were that we did it. Yeah. That the designs didn't land in this uncanny valley. Mm-hmm. This was almost a proof of concept yeah. to me that we can do it and we can accept this world and we can now build on it. For someone who is not a fan of Pokemon but has seen some an- some animation and, and seen some of the video games to see a live action Pikachu or a live action uh, uh, Squirtle and like see them moving, like everything looks good on screen. Even when they, the brief moment that we get a battle, I was like, oh, this this could be badass. Like, this looks cool. Yeah, when they did the ghost and the Blastoise fighting, I think it was a Gengar, I was down to watch more. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we could, this, we could do a lot with this. Yeah. I thought the characters were very well developed. I didn't really care for the girl. I was going to say, she was very undercooked for me, and and I felt more tropey, especially the way that they gave her her payoff. It was like, well, here we'll give you like the way that she got her right to be a new yeah. I was like this none of this feels earned this all just feels like a throwaway um but I feel like knowing the little that I do know about Pokemon it's more about uh Justice whatever his character's name is Tim I believe and and Pikachu combining than it is about her we don't really right. care about Right well her. and he's a new character right, right? so yeah. that's all Yes correct and that's all new context but I thought he was great I liked the stuff with his dad yeah. I loved Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Yeah. I thought they did a good job of giving them a good and satisfying arc. Correct. I loved Mewtwo. Mewtwo looked, and I looked phenomenal. Loved the villain. Yeah. I loved the the backstory with Mewtwo with this weird Magneto character they're going to make him out. Yeah. They also very much homage like the first anime movie where he's just in the pod and blows out of the top. Yeah. So I was, I was there for that. <laughs> I was like, yep, that's what we did in the 90s. Let's do it again. 
I, whenever he just shows up, it's like, this is Yeah, great. it's great. Yeah, I he, liked the tease of ancient Mew being somewhere around and we don't need him there. But I was like, <laughs> okay, we can, we can do some MCU. Here's cap shield bullshit. That's right. fine. Uh, I thought it was all great, but I grew up with it. So to me, it was also this realization. Of yeah. Like you're seeing things that you grew up in child. Uh, it's funny. I, I hearken this back to the expense. I'm not a parent, but I probably this back to the disconnect that like my parents had when they took me to go see like a Ninja Turtles movie or a Power Rangers movie. Right. Where those movies were ingrained in me. Uh, so I seeing a Ninja Turtle or seeing Shredder or like now, even now, the movies that aren't as good, but just seeing Krang on TV on, on in the film, I'm like, yeah, this movie might not be great, but Jesus Christ, that's Krang. Like they put Krang on screen right now. And it was so stylized. Yeah. That's the other thing I really appreciate about this movie. We saw Happy Time Murders whenever that came out. And our biggest problem was that this is a neo-noir, non-stylized, boring movie (laughs) during the day. And this movie, for better or worse, was the moments that they hit the noir. noir. I was right. It's like this feels like the noir for those 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 young kids who are like just now getting into it. You hit some beats, and I'm like, oh yeah, this feels like it. I thought the comedy was good. I really liked the scenes with. Him having all the coffee cups. It's like, well, I was drinking that. I was drinking that too. Why don't you just step all over everything? The one scene that I enjoyed the most, unfortunately, gets a little ruined because it's so heavy in the trailer is with the mime. uh, Yeah. Like some of the beats, it goes on a little longer, obviously, for the film. But I feel like I would have probably enjoyed that more had I not seen. I did feel like they gave up most of the stuff in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did every now and then. Was like, oh well, you really just showed me the why best the stuff. Comedy didn't work for me all the time. Is because I felt like the beats, the beats that a general audience would enjoy, were given away in the trailer. Where I was like, oh, you took the one things that I had a barrier entry in here that would have brought me some type of joy out. So now, not out, but you've already shown them to me. So they're not as new to right. me. So now the only things that are being introduced are for Pokemon fans. So as a general fan, I'm like, I'm just now here. I probably shouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked the ending. I felt like we closed off this I story, did. which I thought was smart. Yeah. I, I thought it was very smart to close this and leave the world open. Because I was going to say, from my understanding, Detective Pikachu isn't like a big thing in the world. No, 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 no. And no. The game almost didn't even come out in America. Right. So this is like a one-off. So if what I think this movie does well, correct me if I'm wrong, but you put... Pokemon on the board. And so if yeah. we go forward from here, wow, we don't have to go back to De- Detective Pikachu. And it's really hard to, when you realize the culmination of that film, it's going to be difficult to do that. But we can now, now that we know that Pokemon exists, we can do this in this world. We can now take play in this yard and go do another story or do something else with that world. Yeah. Got it. And I like that. Yeah. Because I don't really want to do another one of these. I would rather now get to my traditional Pokemon story. Yeah. In a weird way, like I, I think this was, unless we have more to say on the general movie, uh, I think the next real thing to talk about here is adapting the video game because this is the first time, probably since Mortal Kombat. People like Mortal Kombat. Let's first not one, discredit the first Mortal, first Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is solid. It's I had a, a great, good damn time in that theater because I've seen a lot of these articles now that Trashing are every oh, single video game movie. This breaks the curse. I They've all been garbage. And I'm like, the, let us not pander. I'm say, I remember walking out of the theater after that first Mortal Kombat, amped on ten. So you can't tell me that we haven't had at least one time where we're like, oh, that feels good. Oh, that first, it's great. Yeah. It's great. You weak, the second one is terrible. Oh, that is a god. That's a dumpster fire. <laughs> um, 
But I think what this did very intelligently, because I, like we said before, adapting a video game is a very different thing because also unpopular opinion that I don't fully agree with all the time. Most video game stories aren't good. They're usually very based on practical stuff. It's like save the princess, the end. Right. Um, and then like you do coins, that's for monetary value for the purposes of being in the game. It's not for story story beats. Like a movie version of Mario, which is why the Mario film didn't work, didn't make a lot of sense until you get something like Mario Sunshine. You're like, oh, we can take Mario kind of out of the element of doing jump, jump, jump. And now it's like, oh, in this particular version of Mario, we're going to have you go remove all the sludge because some poison has gotten all over the place. It's like, oh, right. that makes sense. That gives him an actual character beat. <laughs> yeah, there's something driving this story. <laughs> right. It's the same thing with like Sonic the Hedgehog. Like Correct. Those first three games were quite literally get the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I've always said it about Metroid and Legend of Zelda, which are two of the ones that are my two of my you, favorite franchises and two of the ones that are always talked about to adapt. And neither of those main characters speak. Yeah. And the only time we ever made Samus Aran talk in Metroid Other M, it, it was terrible. It was awful. <laughs> it was an awful, awful thing. Yeah. So, you know, it, with Metroid, you could do and she's alone. Correct. Part of that game is this like survival horror aspect of you are isolated. Yeah. And I've never felt more isolated in any medium than playing Metroid Prime when I was young mm-hmm. and my parents were gone. Yeah. And there is just nothing but eerie music. Silence, right. Silence and a soundtrack that'll be like, oh God. Do I think that's impossible? Could you make a two hour long silent Metroid movie and just have her like locked in in a planet or a spaceship? Probably. If you get a movie like A Quiet Place, you'd be like, you know what? Anything is possible. You right. could probably play with sound and do some crazy That would be great. Yeah. I would watch that. It's still a challenge. It is. I, but I think the problem with Link as a character is that once you infuse a personality onto him, you take a lot of risks. You do. And I kind of think you risk making him a Captain America, Superman, True North, Boy Scout mm, character. Correct. Yeah. Unless you do Majora's Mask, which I have a full pitch do. Because <laughs> <laughs> that can work. Yeah. And that's the thing. There are elements of each one that can work. Right. Majora's Mask is very different from the original Legend of Zelda because, A, you don't need to cram in ten temples. Right. Part of the problem if you adapt Pokemon straight, eight gems. Yeah. What are you going to do in a two-hour movie? Is that 30 minutes a gem? You automatically, if you try to, from my understanding, if you try to adapt Pokemon straight, you basically put yourself in an anthology situation where you're like, this has to you now You make be an assumption series. that you're going to get Correct. five movies. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's, I see a lot of people like, oh, we wanted it to be these characters growing and it'd be Ash's journey and yeah. you do it over all these films and it would have been great. So I'm like, but you're, if that first movie wasn't good. You are now stuck. And now we have the proof of concept. And right. that's why I think Detective Pikachu was smart because there's also a weird... Most general audiences, I guess, can now connect more empathetically to Pikachu because he spoke. As opposed to, As opposed to starting just, him with a Pika Pika. Right. Got it. Yeah, no, correct. And having him even interact with like Psyduck and Mr. Mime, you get all these other personalities and now we've kind of proven all these Pokemon have personalities and now if you take out that conduit, we as an audience almost speak their language better. There's a context now. And we now understand that all the Pikas mean something different. It's like the beginning of Spider-Verse. They they don't speak a lot of Spanish in that movie, but when they do, me as a non-Spanish speaker, understand it through the context. And now you'll know what these Pokemon are doing and saying and thinking. With this, now audiences will be able to accept that and kind of just roll with it more than they were before. That makes sense. Because like you said, Pikachu, before this movie even came out, Pikachu was 
basically like the the mascot of Pokemon. He is People the mascot. Are, everyone of knows who the hell he is. Yeah. Um, and now if you take that character and put like a heartbeat in him for a little bit, even if it's for one film, when you take that voice away, you're right. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Him on the board like that, because uh, the barrier now. Sh- gets a lot less when you start going fantastical with the rest of the Pokemon world. And they built it in a way to that expands the world. Right. Yeah. I think if you had started at traditional Pokemon, you're you're almost landlocked you're into yourself off or anything gems, yeah, yeah. team rocket, badges, battles. This now is like we can do it. This proved what Marvel took an entire phase to prove, which is that there are other genres to do yeah. in this genre. Where it took Marvel, in my opinion, really, until the Winter Soldier to go, look, this one's can switch a it political up. thriller. I think everything before that is basically the same. Yeah. It's within the same film. Right. Yeah. This right away went, look, it can be a neo-noir movie. Yeah. And now the next one can be your Harry Potter, Chris Columbus adventure, trilogy, franchise, whatever. And then you can have your, like, war movie yeah. or whatever else you want. Some weird spy movie. You could probably just... We've also not seen Pokemon Talk, which means if you wanted to... You could probably just make a Pokemon movie with Pokemon. With, without humans. Yeah. Yeah. Take the humans out mm-hmm. and be like, ah, here's some weird yeah. samurai movie with squirtles. Like you yeah. can, you've now just kicked open this door in a way that no other video game adaptation has. Yeah, I would say you could do with Pokemon, not to the extent because I think they've gone so far with it, but sort of what Legos have done with the Lego movie. You can like, all right, this is our this is our first time attempt now we're gonna go do batman lego we'll do samurai like they don't all have to sit in this same world and i think that's a smart smart way to do it uh that i was not prepped for <laughs> but i think i think one of those is bound to hit somewhere probably with me like i may not be a pokemon fan but like if you do if you do a spy one or you do a different one like one of those may because well, there were things in this that you like correct right there were like if they made another one you're not just going to be like i wouldn't I'm dismiss out. it completely no yeah 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 because I think the other thing they did well, I don't want to keep using Marvel as the example, but I will, is they really found what makes Pokemon unique. And I think other video game adaptations haven't done that. And what I mean by that is God, Marvel yeah. figured out what made Iron Man a good character. Yeah. And then they were able to go, we can take away the devil in the bottle. Right. We can take away What can we strip away, looked, but his the essence of that character is still there. Keeps what makes him good. Look right. at this Spider-Man we have. Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home, by all means, is not an adaptation of your traditional oh, Spider-Man. Oh, no. There's so many things that they do differently in yeah. those two films. We don't care because he's still Spider-Man. Right. And Pokemon, I sort of jokingly said before, is a franchise about friendship. There's a lot of like universal themes for kids in it, and right. it should be for kids. And I said this to somebody recently. A kid's movie should be for kids. 100%. Most movies, in-game, Star Wars, should be for kids. Yeah. Do you know why, Terrence? Because whenever we try to pick into these themes and what it's about and what it is, we nine times out of ten land on the same morals that fairy tales and German that folklore have been telling. kids. Because they assume we already know we it. We have them. Right. They don't. And the, the kids I, need them to grow up. Yeah, the <laughs> idea was that I watched Pokemon the first movie and was like, I shouldn't abuse animals, and I should be nice to people. <laughs> then, and and then at 30, I won't watch Detective Pikachu like, and be like, interesting. Hmm. <laughs> but they kind of built on, you know, the games in a very weird way. And I mean weird because it opens with you basically being like, see ya, mom. Yeah. Your dad's never in the picture. Correct. Um, which is actually a weird way of adapting this now that I think about it. They only give you one parent. Oh, that's fine. Um, yeah. But it's about 
going off on your own, becoming your own person, growing, learning about yourself. Who are you when you go out into the world? There is a moment where you have to leave your parents' house. You're not nine with a Pokemon, (laughs) but you got to do it eventually. And I think these are kind of the ideas that this movie infused into it. It's sort of layered on family and friendship and the bond between Pokemon and humans that they just say it all the time in these games. Yeah. And overlaid that in a way that lets you know what the essence of this franchise is and then let it have its leeway. Where every other video game adaptation, let's look at Tomb Raider. I'm sorry, Tomb Raider is the most recent one. The last one that we did was Tomb Raider. Yeah. And where that movie ultimately failed and where Assassin's Creed ultimately failed is that it didn't realize what made those franchises unique in their space. Right. And then just adapted it as a genre. They just replicated what they saw as a genre as opposed to getting to the essence of either of those characters, specifically Laura, because that's an easy one to get to with the newer video game. The first Tomb Raider video game was about survival and PTSD. And the first time she shoots somebody, it affects you as the player. Correct. And that's not in this game. No, she just starts shooting left and right. That's her thing. Yeah, and (laughs) Assassin's Creed is a, a movie about legacy and mm-hmm. history and preservation and it goes so far beyond just the templars and the war and the assassins and the game stripped all that away it was like it's a conspiracy Spiracy. theory and yeah. like yes that's kind of what it is but there's a much more intimate thing when these world ending stakes are there in both assassin's creed and in tomb raider that this just didn't bother with where right. pokemon really looked at why the franchise has resonated since the 90s yeah, and, and connected to so many generations of people and was like, oh, it's because it's simple. Right. Look at Guardians of the Galaxy. Same so, thing. Yeah. Friendship and family. See so, ya. Yep, we're good. We don't need to be like, it's really about, you know, the incest in Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's because it's political leaders get in bed with each other and it's about politics, man. Like, shut up. I think that's why the, I mean, we keep bringing them up. I think that's why the MCU works so well. They, they Kevin Feige does a really good job of stripping every single character down to every single character or st- character family but in the case of the guardians down to its bare essence and then like okay cool now that we have it here we can build on top of this but at the very essence we've stripped everything down where i don't think tomb raider or assassin's creed or whatever that video game before that has ever gone like if we take away the conspiracy or if we take away this moment of like uh killing revenge and, and laura croft what do we have and they're like oh we have nothing then you need to go back to the drawing board until you get yeah. something it's the same thing that's happening with this sonic design right where a lot of people are going well it doesn't look like sonic and what they really mean by that is that i don't know who sonic is yeah and when you see sonic the genesis one sonic adventure 2 the newer ones you look at that character and the way he's positioned and looking and his eyes are made you immediately know what you need to know about you know that character right. and with this one you don't you're confused so you have to strip down to who sonic is and then make him not look like a toddler on steroids yeah. with a safety helmet on <laughs> and then you have a movie yeah that can reach everyone because right. that's the other thing this movie succeeded in this is a kids movie that everyone for the most part is enjoying well it's funny because i think as I, as I left that theater i the audience was very diverse it was all over the place it was kids it was older people but i think this movie automatically plays to younger audiences just because of the way it is but I think you do get all your older audience who have any type of connection, even the smallest, that they have some type of 20% interest in Pokemon, they're going to walk out of this movie like, oh, well, that's fine. Well, of course. If you yeah. look at the audience this is for, it's like I said, it's for kids. Yeah. Duh. 
the Pokemon games are for kids. If you look at those games as an RPG, the mechanics are very simple. Right. Until you get into the metagame and the breeding and the trading and the secret stats they don't tell you mm-hmm. about. But on its surface level, it's baby's first RPG. Right. I remember working at GameStop and somebody was like, I don't get it. It doesn't win awards. It's not this. And I was like, it's anybody can do it, man. That's why everyone does it. Mm-hmm. This is just a simple, pure, fun RPG. It's why Halo's a revolution. It's not a revolution because it's deep. It's it's just a copy and paste first person shooter. We just put it on two sticks and figured out the right control right, scheme control and scheme got like, it right. This is amazing. Yeah, like come on, these yeah. things are the Madden is <laughs> trying. They're not reinventing <laughs> right. the wheel. Exactly. Uh, right, like all of these things, they just figure it out. There's not much depth to it. But by doing that in the '90s, yeah. and latching everybody in. Why would you reject this audience now as a movie? Why wouldn't you try to make something right. to get the new fans, the old fans, the these, the that, the this? Bring the entire Pokemon community together and watch a flake. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to be like, it's for children. Yeah, you don't want to alienate. Go away, 30-year-old <laughs> right. fan. Um, oh, you're playing Pokemon Go, you loser. loser. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, it's a business and they want money. They, <laughs> exactly. Um but I mean, it, like you said, people are responding well. Like critics on Rotten Tomatoes got a sixty-nine, and that's the one I expect to be about kind of where I'm at because not all critics are Pokemon fans. But the fanship on Rotten Tomatoes is at an eighty-three. It's got an A minus cinema score. So people who are seeing this movie are fans, and they are happy with what they got on screen. Right, and which, they also just made them look cute, which is part of why Pokemon worked in the first place. Because everyone was like, "Look how cute they, they are! They are adorable." Like, like, I, don't know what the, I don't know what Squirtle does, but he shoots water out. I kind of dig that. I, that's cute. Now, look, some of them look like monsters, but let's be yeah. clear. They're pocket <laughs> monsters. <laughs> Whenever you're like, I don't know, it looks scary. I'm like, yeah, you know why? Because it's a. they called them monsters. <laughs> I am bummed. I know you have no context for it, but you did mention Dragonite, and that was the one where I was like, where's my Dragonite? <laughs> Yeah. That's the hard thing now. When I was a kid, there were 150 You want of them. them all to be on screen. And yeah, now it's like, well, I guess we'll have to make movies forever. Yeah, and yeah. they can, because each Pokemon, like the legendary ones, Mewtwo has his own story, and Mew has mm. his own story. Deoxys has a story. When each game introduces these legendary god Pokemon, there is always some like crazy Lore. context right. to it. And you can do a lot. We talk, We made jokes about animal fighting, but... Maybe these are some themes they can tackle. This is a franchise that can deal with some deep shit. Yeah. Like, this is something where once you introduce Team Rocket, are they trafficking Pokemon? Is that bad? They have a very... We- this franchise is very unique in that it can talk about a lot of adult things in a contextualized way for kids. Right. Which I think is a very important thing to do. Because I do think to counteract myself, as you grow up, it's like, yeah, you do need to learn some new themes, but maybe we should have learned about, like, I don't know, consent as a child. Correct. As, like, the things that Is Pokemon the franchise to handle that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. The next Pokemon, all about respecting boundaries. Consent. In many ways, yes. (laughs) I don't know. You watch that anime again, and there's a problematic man in that. (laughs) This is just after everyone. Why did they let me watch that show? (laughs) Every time there's a woman on screen, Brock is like, and I will impress her and woo her and bed her. Like, wow. So I guess the only thing left to do is talk about this box office. Yeah. It, uh, it made 58 in the States. Dethroned Endgame on Friday. Yeah. That's a... That's a feat. A feat. You did. Well, well, that, money st- that movie's still cranking in money. Uh, still didn't come in number one, but we didn't expect it to because it's such a niche niche audience. Well, because Endgame is in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Endgame, I would position, will not only affect this box office. I think this box office would have been higher. It would have been in more theaters. Yeah. 
it will affect John Wick's box office. 100%. It might affect Godzilla's. It could. It could. Yeah, Godzilla is probably the first movie that I think could possibly squeak out a number one. But I think I can still see a tie at that point. Like, I think that because Godzilla is also a niche. A niche yeah. Audience too. Um, yeah. Endgame is affecting because you're right. It, it, a lot of theaters are still occupied by so many that they, they have to have that in so many theaters. It's going to be hard for them. But yeah, Pokemon made 58 in the States, about one 112.4. Uh, in other territories, so one seventy point four is where it's at. So it made its money. Cost one fifty. Yeah. So they're yeah they're in the green. Everything else is coming up roses. The at this highest point. video oh, game yeah. franchise. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I mean, I, I I don't have all the other scores and Rotten Tomatoes in front of me, but I imagine it has to be. It's the, high, the highest yeah. critical like. Is this just like, nostalgia? Is this just the franchise that was so big, or is there a? Did they hit a wider audience? I think they hit a wider audience because I, I think those trailers, look, I had no interest in Pokemon, but the first trailers, because I'm a, I'm a sucker for L.A. Noir type stuff, and like the, just the flashing of the signs, and I was like, oh, this is what they're going for. I'm, I'm kind of into this. Mm. No barrier for me in, but those trailers came out and kind of was like, if you're not a Pokemon fan, come with us because we'll You've steal Ryan good. Reynolds. Yeah, this it's is a recognizable also... voice. I mean, I granted people kind of freaked out a little bit because like, oh, Deadpool, but it worked. This is also next to uh, the Angry Birds movie, the first, yeah. like, straight up family. Correct. Let's not just say kids, let's say family. Yeah. You know, so there is something to that. I mean, I guess if you're curious, behind this is Laura Croft's Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Then the Angry Birds movie, then Rampage, then, uh, you know what, if it was a theatrical run, the Pokemon first movie, the animated yeah. one. Then Prince of Persia, Resident Evil Afterlife, Warcraft, Resident Evil, Tomb Raider, Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil. And then it just switches between those two franchises. Yeah, so Resident Evil pretty much has the... Until you get to Need for Speed and Max Payne. Oh, I forgot Max Payne was a thing. That's a bad film. It's <laughs> a bad movie right there. It's a bad time. That does... That did happen. Just, oh, yeah, that's bad. We got some bad... We should do a, a deep dive on some bad video games. I will absolutely <laughs> just do that. Because it is amazing how... How how hard this movie hit the mark. Yeah. Because it is a family movie, but it, it is. is also like everyone can go and enjoy it. Yeah. And you do have, it is one of the first franchises we've adapted that probably has a two to three generational nostalgia trip in it. Correct. It's also the first adaptation of a Game Boy franchise, which as we said, was the highest selling system for so yeah. long. Like. I, I probably, until you, you know what, that's a good question. I'm going to look up, I think I know the highest selling video game franchises, but let's just find out for my own well-being, because I'm pretty sure it's this and then Halo. Well, I said Halo would probably be next. Because then you got to figure, they've only adapted this one. Right. Well, Mario. Well, Halo has, and Halo has the TV, like a TV series, but on an unknown network that no one really saw. <laughs> All right, so uh, Unfair, Mario is number one, and what they mean, yeah. by, what they mean by this... Super Mario, Mario Kart, Mario Party, Mario Sports, Mario RPGs. Correct. Second, Super Mario. So, oh, kick rocks. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, then Pokemon, Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, FIFA doesn't count, Wii definitely doesn't count, The Sims, Tetris, Minecraft, Need for Speed, Final Fantasy, okay. Sonic. So we're getting to that point where now we are doing the big ones, and that's that probably part sense. of it too, right? Yeah. You didn't start adapting the comic book and there didn't is sell a- anything. We started with Batman and Superman and Spider-Man. Correct. And there is a Call of Duty game movie a cinematic universe being, right but they're being worked on there's a there's a saints row being worked on uh, that makes sense that halo isn't because halo is specific to well one they have their system, show and that's specific to one system they can't sell as much as call of duty yeah. which shows up on multiple well, they platforms. tried they tried that's uh, another that would be another great bonus episode 
Oh, yes. Share the show so it's big enough so we can do a Patreon and make <laughs> bonus content. Because yeah. that is a nutty, nutty thing. So, yeah, now we're getting into it, right? Like, now we're kind of... Because that'll definitely play into how big these box offices are. Right. And, you know, when Pokemon's sitting at a 311 million units sold... Jesus. You're going to make about 58 You got a mil. massive install base for that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's definitely part of it, too. Yeah. I, don't think, I think it's worth mentioning when we're like, it did better than Tomb Raider. Right. Like, yeah. The install base for Duh. that is much higher, right. This is something they talk about in video games I mean, all the time. You, you got to think about it, too. When the, the, the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider comes out, Tomb Raider was one of the biggest video games it at, was that, huge. at that time. Right. Uh, whereas while the games may have gotten better with the newer versions of Lara Croft, they don't sell as well. So basically what we're saying is get that Mario movie out or get that Grand Theft yeah. Auto movie out and then we'll really be playing. And then that FIFA movie. <laughs> yeah. They did say it. There was a Tetris trilogy in the works for a while, but I think that quietly died. I'm so glad. I'm amazed there's not a Minecraft movie. All right, well, last question, because I'm in just looking at this list now. Is there a game franchise, now that we're getting them right, right. that you would want to see done? Mm. Only because it's on my brain right now. Uh, the Saints Row one could be batshit crazy. If we do that right. Yeah. I could. I would probably be grinning from ear to ear, and I feel like I, you and I are probably the only ones who really, really f with that Saints Row franchise. I love Saints Row, <laughs> but it's so nuts and nutty that it would be like a you could base it'd be like a sort of a spoof, but a heightened spoof on like a lot of the crime, the black crime. Well, that's drama. exactly what it would have yeah. to be because that's what the game yeah. is. Yeah. If yeah. it's not, if it isn't a slapstick comedy right. layered over a a, a gangster movie, right. then they have failed. They failed with what they're doing. Right. Um, but one outside of that, because that's actually being done, F. Gary Gray has kind of gotten the rights to that. Crackdown, I would love to see. Crackdown would be dope. That would, that be would also be pretty easy to Yeah, do, it would I be. Think. Yeah. You'd think. You Correct. We've, <laughs> we've seen many failures, Blake. Uh, yeah, what about you? I mean, Just Dance, obviously. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's, for me, it's almost all the Nintendo stuff. Yeah. I think Metroid and Legend of Zelda would be hard, but if you got me like an R-rated... Mm-hmm. Dark, Metroid, sci-fi, isolated. That would be dope. I would love that. Majora's Mask is my, like, get it out. That's the that's the game. Zelda, any Zelda, but specifically that or Ocarina of Time, are the, there's, there's a series that I think should exist, but I always feel like that's a series that needs to be told in a long form. That's why Majora's Mask is perfect. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the one that you don't need to do that. Um, and then I really want a Portal movie. Oh, that would be fun. I want a Portal movie so bad. I want all like the weird sci-fi ones. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid, obviously. I, I mean, used to want a Gears one, but I think that window was passed on Gears. And I think they missed their mark. You, I mean, you could still do it. it could, I don't think it would make a lot of money. Yes, You'd really have to work low. on it. I'm the same way with Splinter Cell. Like yeah. That would be great, but I don't think that's ever going to exist. I would also really like a God of War since that last game. Oh, yeah. That's really it. That's where I'm like, that's that's like your Logan. If we're going right. to overlay these yeah. to superhero movies, that's your Logan. And you can go beyond just the gaming audience because you're, you're dealing with mythology too on that. That's a smart, that would be a smart way to kind of go. And I don't know that. how I didn't say it before, but Bioshock. Now I'm just listing stuff, so we should leave. But Bioshock. Bioshock, Bioshock I think, is the most beautiful one to do that. to be the fall of Rapture. Yeah, it's like I don't want it to be a recreation of either of the games, but I would like to see how we got to that point because I think that would be a that's fascinating a, It's story. a better movie and a worse game. Right. And that game is told through audio tapes. Correct. So, yeah. You know, I say, you know, knock out the low hanging fruit. 
And then, yeah. yeah, once you once you crack this door open, like once we really figure it out, it just goes forever, right? Like Professor Layden, Devil May Cry. Oh, Devil May Cry would be great. Right? Burnout, Gex, Hitman, Soul Calibur. Like yeah. you, you do just start being like. Cranking them out. I don't know how you would adapt Dark Souls because you would have to find some way to make that experience agonizing right. for the audience. Yeah. <laughs> it would have to be the hardest movie like, to watch. I, like Ninja. Oh, Ninja Gaiden would be up. We made a Dead Rising movie. That's true. Well, it was on Crackle, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and that was a fun game, but I, never, I never even saw I'm it. I'm really just hoping that this Mario movie knocks the door and opens and we get like some crazy Star Fox stuff. Yeah. And, all with like different animation styles, like a Star, Star Fox, Fox movie with, with Spider versus animation. Our brains are right there. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Why nuts. don't we have that? <laughs> yeah. Someone has to be working on this. I'm not. So <laughs> someone has to be. Someone with the money. Yeah. So if you have the money, please send it to Hollywood Already Did It and we'll <laughs> make. Don't worry about the licenses. Yeah. We'll make your, you know. We'll get it done. Nintendo padded product with a Sony padded <laughs> animation style. That's been Hollywood Already Did It. Leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at facebook.com slash Hollywood Already Did It and Hollywood ADI. And we'll see you next week. Later. <laughs>